The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One from New York City. And today we're doing the Behind the Curtain show that we usually do on Sundays. And we're going to have more topics than news. Um, there's several topics that I wanted to bring up. Um, first of all, uh, let's start off with New Japan. New Japan cup finished tonight or this morning whatever you know where you at right now uh where you listen to me from but new japan the new japan cup it's over the finals uh ended up being shingo takaji versus will osprey i haven't had a chance to watch the match but interesting enough will osprey won the new japan cup i think this is the first time in the new japan New Japan Cup history, I think they started, I think, 2012, I could be wrong, that a non-Japanese wrestler wins this cup. And Will Ospreay just solidified himself as one of the great wrestlers in the world. This is the guy who has won uh, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, a former Best of Super Junior winner, and a current Rep Pro World Champion, this guy has done it all in his young career. I know that he was in um, involved in the so-called, um, you know, the speak-out movement between him and B. Priestley. A lot of uh, some wrestlers claim that they, they were bullied by them. New Japan never did anything. I guess there was no proof or whatever the case may be. But uh, Mr. Will Ospreay right now with his faction that he has now, the Empire, well, along with Great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb. Well, right now, with Will Ospreay winning the New Japan Cup, he is the next challenger to Kota Ibushi's IWGP World Heavyweight title. Now, that's no longer the double belts. Because those belts were unified at the beginning of this month when uh, Ibushi beat a Desperado at the anniversary show and they decided to unify the Intercontinental and the IWGP belt into one. Now, that kind of throws everything up in a loop because now the never open weight belt, currently held by Tadahashi, is the secondary belt because the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title is only for the guys for the juniors. But you know, um, this throws everything up in the loop as com- uh, uh, when it comes to the titles. I think the IWGP Intercontinental title should have never been put up two years ago in Wrestle Kingdom to have double belts. But then again, that was Naito's um, that was Naito's uh, request. He wanted to be the first of Japanese wrestling in New Japan to win both belts and simultaneously have both belts at the same time. And all that did was uh, New Japan ended up unifying the belts, and now it's only one belt. Now, does it make it bad for New Japan? Not really, because, you know, um, they still do the tournaments. They still do the G1 Climax. They still do the New Japan Cup. Um, and the best of Super Juniors, you know, they usually do that. Whoever wins that gets a shot at the IWGP Junior title. So that is, I mean, that is the results from the New Japan Cup. If you haven't watched the matches, the matches have been pretty good. There were a couple of upsets. I can't recall what the day was. I've been watching it. I know I haven't been reporting a lot about New Japan. New Japan had the new uh, the Cup going on. As far as it goes, as, as, the thing I love about New Japan is that you do not expect a lot of things. It's not like they how they wrestle in America. You know who's going to get the next title shot. They usually do tournaments, and these tournaments are valid. It shows you who's the best. Sometimes in the tournament, you will get pinned. You will get pinned, 
and the next person will get a shot at the never uh, whatever title you hold. If the champion loses in the tournament, he doesn't lose the belt, but he 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 pretty much whoever beats him sets up himself to get a shot at that title. Right now, I know Tanahashi just lost to Jay White a couple of weeks ago, so don't be surprised if uh, Jay White goes after the never open weight belt. I mean, right now, Bullet Club holds the, uh, right now, they were holding most of the gold. But now Desperado holds the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title, plus the IWGP Junior Tag Team title, along with uh, Calamaro. Um, so they hold that. The Bullet Club holds the um, the IWGP Tag Team belts. The uh, Gorillas of Destinies holds that. Of course, that's Toy Cody Bushi holds the world title. So that pretty much, and Tallahassee holds the never open weight. And let's talk about the six-man, which the six-man belt really doesn't get the recognition it usually does as far as being a title that people will go after, the never open weight six-man tie. Currently held by Goto, uh, who else? Uh, it's Goto, Yashi, and Ishii, um, you know, so... Yeah, so that's that's New Japan for you. Also, they uh, something I found out today that in the middle of the match last, yesterday morning, there was a 7.2 earthquake that hit Sandow while the New Japan Cup tournament was going on. So there was a 7.2 earthquake, and this is not the first time it happened. But the road to uh, the road to Castle Attack in February 20, they had a 5.0. Uh, earthquake in the middle of the match. So, Japan's been getting a lot of rumble with tumbles now. So it looks, uh, I mean, a seven point two, that is, that is strong. So I'm surprised that they were able to finish up the tournament or the matches in that show. But that goes to show you that New Japan, no matter what, I got to give them credit. This is, just, uh, you know, they don't get a lot of. Uh, media coverage here in the United States, but you got to give credit to New Japan. New Japan was probably one of the first, I mean, even though AEW and WWE were open, but New Japan was the first promotion in the world, and I'm not talking about United States, in the world to open up the fans. They started off with a thousand and they were set, you know, they were spread out throughout the arena. And the way they do, if you watch any New Japan matches now, uh, every three matches they go and dis, uh, disinfect the ring, they clean the ropes, they clean everything. I don't see that here in the United States. So they make sure that their wrestlers do not get sick. And as right now, I, I, I think I, not, I didn't hear anything in New Japan of anyone in that promotion getting sick due to the pandemic. So that goes to show you what New Japan does. And plus, Japan pretty much uh, did their job when it came to the pandemic. They pretty they locked down certain areas. I know in February they, locked, they did another lockdown because of, you know, the spike. And they reopened it right back. They were able to do Wrestle Kingdom, you know, with fans. Um, and this is why I think WWE wants to do this WrestleMania because they see New Japan. They, they may not talk about New Japan, but New Japan is a rival in the world that just don't, they, the media don't cover them because everything's WWE, WWE, WWE. New Japan has money. New Japan, it has money. They could compete with AEW or WWE. They got money. Okay, they own several other promotions, small promotions. I mean, they've been around since 1972. Yeah, you're going to say, oh, but WWE's been around since the 60s. So what? You know what I'm saying? Um, New Japan always... Even through their downtime from 2005 all the way to 2008, they were still having good shows. You know, there was, so you can't, you can't, um, you know, um, underestimate New Japan. So let's go talk about the storylines that are going on right now in several promotions. I was checking out Ring of Honor, and Ring of Honor right now, they have a show coming up. Next Friday, I think it is, and they have a 19th anniversary show, and they have a car. So far right now, uh, the first hour of the 19th anniversary show, they have already uh, announced that the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Champion, Shane Taylor Promotions, Shane Taylor and Soldiers of Savagery, 
will defend the titles against former champion Mexico squad Bandito, Ray Horos, and Flamita at the 19th anniversary show. That match will now air during hour one. Now, you're asking yourself, you totally forgot that the Ring of Honor has a six-man tag team champions. Yes, they... Mexico squad had that those titles until like three weeks ago when the uh, SOS and Shane Taylor ended up beating them for those titles. Uh, right now, I'm liking what's going on in Ring of Honor. You got the um, La Facción Gobernable uh, that's run by Roosh, who is the world champion, along with Dragon Lee, Kenny King. And um, I, I forgot the uh, Roosh and Dragon Lee's father's name. Uh, I think La Beast, La Bestia. Uh, so they pretty much control the tag team. They pretty much control most of the, most of the titles at Ring of Honor because Kenny King and Dragon Lee just beat Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham for the um, for the tag team belt, and it was supposed to be a pure wrestling. But Dragon Lee uh, used a dirty tactic, punched. I believe it was Jay Lethal or Jonathan Gresham and dead in the face and then pinned him. Uh, so it's just, uh, and that was because uh, Amy Rose was in the ring apron and Jay Lethal pretty much um, tried to charge after, I believe it was uh, Kenny King, and he ended up hitting Amy Rose and knocking her down. He lost focus of the match and got, Jonathan Gresham got pinned. So, it's a lot of stories going on. EC3 came back, so now I think they're going to end up uh, feuding um, probably with the Briscoe brothers because the Briscoes were wrestling uh, Kenny King and Dragon Lee for a shot at the world title, and Flip Gorton cost them the match. EC3 came out, so it looks like I don't know if EC3 and, and Flip Gorton now are a, a, a uh, oh, my God. A tag team or, 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 or a faction together, but here's the rundown that they have for this. I believe it's Friday. Let me look at this. It's yeah, Friday, March 26, which is this week, at the UNBC's Event Center in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, it will air through Honor Club and Fight TV, so you guys could order it. It's very cheap. It's twenty dollars. I'm gonna I'm gonna order it. So I want to check those matches out. Um, so they have the. The matches so far, like I said, Mexico, uh, Mexico squad against uh, Shane Taylor's promotion. Then you have Dalton Castles versus uh, Josh Woods. Mark Briscoe versus Flip Gorton. And that's what like, I was just finished telling you. It looks like the Briscoes will be feuding with Mark uh, with Flip Gorton at EC3. An unsanctioned match, Matt Taven versus Vincent. And this will be held at PAL Hall. In Fall River, Massachusetts. So I believe this is going to be a cinematic match, probably. Um, that remains to be seen. A grudge match. EC3 versus J.E. Briscoe. For the Ring of Honor Pure title match. Dave Draper versus Jonathan Gresham, who's the champion, the pure champion. Then you got the Ring of Honor World Tag Team title match. Tracy Willing and Red Titus from uh, the uh, foundation against Lingobernables. Of Mexico, then go with La Facción Gobernador, Kenny King, and Dragon Lee. I'm tongue tied today. For the Ring of Honor World Television title, which is, wow, I, I didn't just notice this. Tracy Williams then will fight Dragon Lee, I guess, after the tag team title match. So um, it looks like Dragon Lee is going to be a busy boy. And then Jay Lethal from the foundation, the former Ring of Honor World Champion, former. Ring of Honor TV champion, the only man who held those belts at the same time, is going to wrestle Roosh for the world title on Friday. So this, uh, is, it looks like it's going to be good. I've started following them again because uh, there's so many wrestling to watch, so many things to watch that you lose focus on what to watch. You get interested in certain promotions and you lose focus on what's going on in other promotions. So you know, but this looks like it's going to be a good pay-per-view coming up. Uh, so Ring of Honor is coming back into the scene. And if you notice, a lot of these wrestling promotions are opening back up. They are opening back up because, you know, this pandemic shut everything down and people were not able to watch wrestling. Ring of Honor had closed down and WA closed down. Um, well, New Japan had closed down. So all these, I mean, this time last year, it was so, so stressing and so sad that 
me as a podcaster, I was able. I was wondering what am I going to talk about when there's no wrestling going on, and the supercar uh, was ready to be uh, set up at that time. Marty Scroll was running the the booking at, at Ring of Honor. The supercar was ready to set it up for uh, I believe it was Tampa. Uh, so I I don't know what's going. You know, I'm glad that everything's coming back to normal little by little. We're not out of the woods yet, but. We'll see, but now you can see a lot of these wrestling companies are opening, and when it starts opening again, I'm going to have a lot of stuff to talk about, and I just got to figure out how I'm going to break it. Today's episode of the Chokesland Wrestling Report is brought to you by Pago. Pago is the easiest way for you to, to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get. Would you include an ad from Paco? Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast, The Chokesland Wrestling Report, in the How Do You Hear About Paco section of the application. That's Paco.co. Moving along. Let's talk about right now, tonight, which I think is a bold thing to do. NWA is having a pay-per-view tonight called Back Back to the Attack. Now, this will be going on on Fight TV, of course. But this will be going on on the same time that Fastlane will be on tonight in the, the WWE pay-per-view. Um, NWA right now, as you guys know, they had took took out all their videos, all their videos from the YouTube channel. I haven't checked to see if they put it back. All the NWA Power episodes, they had taken it out for, for some untold reason. They never said why, whatever. But it looks now that um, that's gonna like I guess they're gonna start all over again, but I know the main event of tonight is a Nick Aldis versus Aaron Stevens, A.K.A. Damian Sandow, because that's what I know him by. But that's gonna be a good match. Slice Boogie will make his debut there. I think they have Thunder Rosa versus Allison K. Uh, I I don't I, I think I don't know the whole card, but I could check real quick. But this is um this is something that. It's kind of weird because this is a company that has not been um, open since last year. Since I, think, I believe it was in February was the last show that they had, um, you know, they had the show as far as TV um, Because I know for a fact that they, um, they, um, they closed down everything quick. They couldn't open it again because the way they shows are set up. They shows are set up as um, how you call it, um, as a studio, like back in the old days from um, the Georgia wrestling type. Well, this this show is pretty much um, recorded at the GP Studios in Atlanta, Georgia. So they're gonna go and have this show today. So. I mean, and it's full, I want to check what is the matches they have here. Okay, I got the matches. Okay, here we go. So, they're going to have Chris Adonis, which is, uh, who used to wrestle, I forgot, he used to, he used to uh, Chris Masters, who used to be Chris Masters. Chris Adonis will wrestle Dick Murdoch's son, Trevor Murdoch. Tyrus, who used to be the guy who used to dance in uh, WWE, who was accused of sexual, sexual harassment, whipped to the, uh, and Fox. Uh, Tyrus, he's going to wrestle J.R. Kratos, who is one half of the NWA Tag Team Champion. Elijah Burke versus Tom Littimer. And this is a single match for the NWA World T- Television Championship. The Trevor Murdoch versus Chris Adonis is a single match for the NWA Championship match. So they got a lot of belts. Uh, they probably right now, or a couple of belts that are not uh, currently uh, vacant. So, who knows? Thunder Rosa versus Camille. Uh, this is a single match to determine the number one contender for the NWA Women's Championship. You see that Serena Deeps, who they had announced that she was going to be part of this show, would not be in there because I know she's still recovering from a knee injury. 
she had a couple of weeks ago. Crimson versus, versus Jax Dane versus Jordan Clearwater and Slice Boogie in a four-way match. Um, I don't know what they're fighting for, but I want to see the Slice Boogie guy to see how he wrestles. So most likely, um, I will have some type of uh, uh, analysis and, and probably my feedback on this event. And then the main event of the evening is going to be Nick Elders versus Aaron Sin- Stevens. Single match for the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. So that's it's, it looks like a decent card. It's going to be six matches. Uh, but I want to check it out because I'm trying to, um, you know, um, how you call it? You know, follow them to see where they're gonna go because they're now on. So on March 15, a match between Thunder Rosa and Camille was scheduled to the event with the winner receiving a shot at Serena Deeb's championship. Rosa and Camille have had previous encounters while former while the former was champion, as after Rosa started defending against Melina on the January 25th NWA Power, Camille will come out and spear former champion Allison K, making her title aspiration clear. So I I, I thought I had. I know I saw that Thunder Rosa was supposed to wrestle Allison K, but I guess that's not going to happen. But, you know, so it's pretty much telling you right here what is going on in the women's division. I wonder. But Serena Deeb is not going to show up. I know that. I'll be surprised. And don't be surprised. They might come up with a with a surprise as far as a, somebody showing up, whatever. So that's your NWA uh, storylines there. Um, Major League Wrestling, which I – Lost, um, I think I, I lost uh, track of it at the episode 122 where they had the Tom Lawler Filthy Island episode, which was one of the worst, worst show I ever seen Major League Wrestling ever do. It was just comedy, and I don't even want to talk about it, but Major League Wrestling right now, as you know, Tom Lawler won the Opera Cup, so he wants a shot. At Jacob Fatu's Major League Wrestling World title. And uh, Jacob Fatu has been um, beating everybody. This guy's unstoppable right now. He beat, he ended up beating ACH, but ACH had uh, messed up ribs, but he still beat him. He beat Jordan Oliver. Um, I know that uh, Alex, Alex Hammerstone, Alexander Hammerstone, is still trying to get a shot at, at Jacob Fatu, but. He has to deal with Matt Kruger, who's been giving a hell, hell and back, and now he has another enemy who happened to attack him in a match when he wrestled La Parka for the National Heavyweight Openweight Championship. Me Mortis ended up going in the ring attacking uh, Alexander Hammerstone and taking his belt. So it's been a crazy, I mean, I, I love what's going on there. La Parka. Ended up beating the Von Erics due to Tom Loder being the special referee paid, of course, by Serena De La Renta. Um, they're walking around with the storyline where Serena De La Renta has a, uh, someone with deep pockets. It's called StekkerUnderground.com. So, um, so there's somebody behind the scenes that's, that is the... The person with the big money who's helping Selena Lorenta get pay all these people and stay in power. So right now, you got Contra Unit and Selena Lorenta Promoción Dorado, uh, pretty much the superpowers in Major League Wrestling. You know, then you have uh, TJP who got suspended supposedly. I, I I was trying to find out why he got suspended. I couldn't find anything, but he got suspended. I know he's fat, uh, uh, bullying Mr. Uh, Bado uh, is a wrestler. He's training. I think that's his brother. He looks like him. But uh, so Devon Eriks, they need practice on the promos because they've been. I watched uh, like well yesterday. I, I was all day watching Major League Wrestling, catching up on a lot of the episode. And uh, Von Eriks boys, they are horrible when it comes to promo. They are horrible, and they still have that nineteen eighties fan favorite attitude that <coughs> that you could say it resonate the way his father used to be back in the 1985 Kevin Von Erich and all that so I'm not too crazy about them I think they play too much sort of the good old good guys like back in the days so but they're a team to watch there um, so Injustice Jordan Oliver and Myron Reed Myron Reed just lost the uh 
middleweight title in January. I think it was in January, February, to Leo Rush. Leo Rush is just on some real crazy level, uh, and his mic skill has be is crazy. This guy's promos are on point, you know, and he's the current AAA cruiserweight champion and the middleweight MLB uh, MLW champion. I put MLB. I don't know why I said MLB, but. It goes to show you that this guy, his level of wrestling is ridiculous. But that middleweight division is stacked. You got Laredo Kid, who just lost to Leo Rush for that cruiserweight title. You have Brian Pillman Jr., which that's where he belongs at. I think he wrestles differently than when he wrestles in AEW. Um, Who else is in that division? You got Myron Reese still in there. You got a couple of guys there that you could probably give them a run for the money. Uh, Cal, I forgot his name. Uh, the this guy named Calvin Tugman, something like that. I forgot his name. I was watching his matches yesterday. Um, but that I, I think that's the next guy who's gonna give uh the, be the next challenger to uh, Joseph Fatu. Joseph Fatu. Oh, now keep calling him Justice Jacob Fatu. I don't know why I keep calling him J- Joseph Fatu. Yeah. Calvin Tuckman, I think. Tankman. That's his name. Calvin Tuckman. I know it's with a T. He is the next guy probably who's going to be wrestling. Oh, actually, he is because they just mentioned that he was going to be in the. Uh, he's going to wrestle Jacob Fatu on March 31st and never say never. So that's going to be interesting. So the Major League Wrestling has been pretty good. Uh, it's, it's fun to watch. And. You know, you can't you can't have anything better than what you're seeing right now. Um, the good thing is that you got wrestlers. You got wrestlers like Savio Vega is still in there. That's, that's hilarious. Savio Vega, who's right now feuding with uh, Richard Holiday from the Dynasty. Uh, they're fighting over the IWA Caribbean title match. They brought in the referee from the NBA that supposedly was the guy who... Uh, was making bets while refereeing NBA games. They brought them in as a wrestler in a wrestling match. That was hilarious. I was like, how did you not know that was him? But anyway, but it, it, it makes up for good, good, good uh, storyline, uh, what they're doing. So hopefully they continue doing it. I mean, I'm, I'm very invested. I want to see Tom Lowe is going to get wrestled uh, Jacob Fatu again because he lost the belt to Jacob Fatu two years ago. So, you know, right now, low key still knocking people out. Um, so he's still a contender out there to watch. So the Salina de la Renta and Mil Mortes, I mean, and it's funny because I always wanted Mil Mortes in AEW. I don't know if I'm, for untold reason I want him in AEW. He'll be a great fit against the Death, the death Triangle. Um, he'll be fit better as with Ray Phoenix and Pentagon. That will be the original death. Triangle de la Muerte. Because. I'll be back, but Pac is not a bad guy. Do you remember Lance Von Eric from World Class Championship Wrestling? You can read all about his wrestling career in Portland, in Dallas, and overseas in his new book, Lance by Chance, Wrestling as a Von Eric. 25 chapters in all. You'll be surprised what you read. Go to LanceByChance.com. And now let's talk WWE. And there's a lot of topics when it comes to WWE. The first one is... What happened with the huge name to miss WWE Hall of Fame induction? Well, it so happens that a lot of these uh, Wrestle Talk, Fight for Select, and other uh, media, um, I guess, dirt if you want to call them, has said that Dave Batista, who was supposed to be inducted last year for the Hall of Fame, they're going to induct him this year. That is not going to happen because. Dave Batista has other commitments. I think he's doing a movie or whatever. So WWE decided to be petty. And instead of saying, well, we'll induct you, you know, maybe next year, they went and they took him out completely out of his profile with the Hall of Fame background. They pretty much uh, took it out. Now, again, WWE been petty, um, but it is what it is. I mean, Batista... I mean, I never heard anybody do that. I mean, if you think about it, what would I'm sure WWE's thinking? Well, this piece of crap, because that's the way they think. 
he thinks that his stuff is more important than our company. He's not loyal to our company. So you know what? We'll take you out of the Hall of Fame, and you will not be inducted, and now you're going to have to wait till we decide to induct you. With that being said, also, Paul Heyman made a comment that I nearly lost my top because he said, I don't think the WWE Hall of Fame is complete without Eric Bischoff. As you guys know, Eric Bischoff is being inducted to the Hall of Fame for this year's class, along with Molly Holly. Molly Holly does not deserve no, no Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody tells me right now. She had maybe, what, one title ring as a women's champion and a hardcore champion, and that makes you a Hall of Fame? And I have beef with that. And then when I hear stuff like what Paul Heyman is saying, that every bishop not being a Hall of Fame will not be a complete Hall of Fame, let's, let's, let's be realistic here. Let's talk about the Hall of Fame because the Hall of Fame is a joke. Okay? I lost interest on the Hall of Fame when I started seeing them trying to put in people that did not belong in the Hall of Fame. They put Coco Beware in the Hall of Fame. Why? The guy was a jobber. He never won any world titles. He never won any uh, belts that were, uh, you know, relevant. You know, he won, you know, uh, little titles here in, in the small territories back in the days. But he was not a Hall of Fame worth wrestler. And what makes it more worse is that last year they had plans, or they're going to do it this year, to put the Bella Twins as Hall of Fame. So what that tells you right there that that Hall of Fame is worthless. And as much as many people are in that Hall of Fame, the Andres, the Hogans, the Ultimate Warriors, Bret Hart, Steve Austin, The Rock. I don't, I don't even think The Rock is even in there yet. Goes to show you they don't care. Let's talk about Hall of Fame. How is it that Big Van Vader, one of the best, biggest big men in professional wrestling. And it's funny because somebody was talking about uh, the best big, I think it was the MMLB, the best big, big man in professional wrestling. I think they were talking about, I don't I think it was La Park. I don't, I don't know. I think, no, Joseph, Jacob Fatu. The best big man in the business that could move around was Big Van Vader. Why is Big Van Vader not in the WWE Hall of Fame? Why is Demolition not part of the Hall of Fame? And why is it that the Steiner brothers, regardless of what Scott Steiner did, Whatever, because Scott Steiner probably had a, ba you know, a bad situation. Whatever, they're not in the Hall of Fame. It's like you're ignoring their accomplishments, but yet you want to put the Bella Twins, the Bella Jokes, into the Hall of Fame. Okay, this is ridiculous. Okay, and for them, I'm sure because what Dave Bautista did, you know, he probably won't probably get, uh, how you call it, reinducted again. And the fact that Paul Heyman said that it. That every bitch uh, yeah, he's yeah, he did a lot. He was a pioneer for, you know, putting wrestling back on the map. But he's the same guy that pretty much drained out WCW. Him and Hogan, and then stop it off. There's words that he wants Hulk Hogan to induct him into the Hall of Fame. Hulk Hogan, really, really Hulk Hogan. And speaking of Hulk Hogan. Because, you know, WWE, again, doesn't care about what fans, especially, I think they don't care about um, society's illness and society's, um, you know, social culture and stuff. Because I'm hearing that Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil are going to be hosting WrestleMania 37. I want you to think about that for a few minutes, for a few seconds. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, hosting the WrestleMania 37 along with Titus O'Neil. You don't see what WWE is trying to do here? They're trying to patch things up and make it look like what Hulk Hogan did years ago never happened. Okay? People were, there was backlash over this. Hulk Hogan doing the hosting with Titus O'Neil. And Titus O'Neil won somebody. I know someone decided to make leave a comment, and Titus O'Neil liked the comment on Twitter. You see it clearly that he liked the comment. Now, it's funny that this is the same man 
that used the letter N on a recording. A couple of years ago, WWE decided to to to, to ban them from WWE. They took them out of the Hall of Fame. Alumni, uh, I think he got kicked out of the Hall of Fame because of that. Okay. Yeah, he came back, apologized, but he said, and according to what Titus O'Neil said, and I mean, even Big E said it, and, and Coffee Kingston, he said, be careful what you say because you never know when you're getting recorded. This is an apology speech in the locker room. In the locker room. Okay? His apology speech in the locker room when he came back to WWE. And Titus O'Neil has every right to say what he said. He said, I knew for the minute that he came in, the minute he said that, he was not being genuine. He said, because when you said it, whether you knew it was getting recorded or not, that's what you felt in your heart. Okay? And if he's thinking right now, oh, is he insinuating that Hogan is racist? Yes. Hogan is a racist. Okay? You got caught recording in a recording saying the N-word. And now, because you got kicked out of WWE and you wanted a limelight, and you had that big black cloud hovering over you, okay, all right, that right now even wrestlers, nobody wants to be associated with him, okay? And when he comes to the WWE, a lot of wrestlers look, to him, look at him weird, so, so, so what he said when he went in, on Legends Night on the beginning of this year, he said that everybody was looking at him. I'm not here to steal your spot. No, they're not looking at you because you're trying to steal your spot. They're looking at you because you're a piece of crap. A piece of human being. You're, And I don't want to hear people say, oh, you know, people do mistakes. And, you know, once a racist, always a racist. Okay? Because you, that's what you felt, feel in your heart. There's nothing that could change that make you change. If you was brought up that way and you and you've been in the industry thinking that way, okay, then you will ne- you always will be that. Okay. I mean, even though there was a story a couple of years ago where Chief J. Stromba, which I mean I that this threw me off because I'm like an Italian guy who had a gimmick of a North, of an American Indian. Chief J. Strombo had the nerve to call Kamala the N-word. And Hogan claims that when he heard that, that he nearly cried. Really? You want us to believe that? That you cried for Kamala? That you felt bad for Kamala? Okay? You was in the industry during the 80s that I'm sure a lot of Afro-American wrestlers would call the N-word. And nothing could be done because they were scared to lose their spot. Okay, and now WWE is trying to pull blinders on us and make it look, oh, Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil are are hosting the the WrestleMania 37 together. Yeah, now I see what you're doing, WWE. Again, you don't care about nothing of what's going on in social society. You don't care. You're just all about the buck, and you want me to sit there and enjoy. WrestleMania 37 with Hulk Hogan and Titus O'Neil. Okay, something's going to give. I, 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 I bet you either they're going to give WrestleMania 37 to be hosted by Titus O'Neil by himself. Okay. Or with somebody else, but it won't be Hulk Hogan. Or Titus O'Neil won't be the host and Hulk Hogan is going to be doing it by himself. And if that happens, that's even worse. Because it's bad enough every bishop wants to be inducted to the Hall of Fame by Hulk Hogan. But we all know Hogan and Bischoff, those two guys drained WCW's pockets by the, you know, guaranteed money they were giving to everybody. You know, especially Hogan. So, yes, Hogan was, if you think about it, look at the things that Hogan did in the business. Yeah, Hogan, he created Hulkamania. He launched wrestling in 1984s and 84s. And launched it to new heights. He did it again back in 1996 when he turned heel in the NWO group. But because he thought that he did those two, he was responsible for those two errors. He thought that he continued uh, manipulating the business. Okay? 
manipulating and doing things to manipulate the business and thought he was never going to get caught doing all the dirty little stuffs that he was doing. And, you know, everything went downhill. Once he got divorced of his wife and then, you know, the, the, those, those tape came out, all that, that was the end of him. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of it off, you know, it's funny because I, I took a time, I think, in the beginning of January to start to watch WCW. And when Hogan got to WCW, he brought all, all his little goofy-ass friends from WWF, with the exception of Randy Macho Man Savage, Earthquake, Hacksaw Jim Duggar, Brutus B-Cake, who was just a fucking Mick Carter. He was not a fucking... He should have never wrestled Hogan at Halloween Havoc as a main event because he was not a main eventer. I'm sorry. Okay. Who else was there? Earthquake, uh, Kamala, you know, all his little buddies. Okay. And every match he had from 94 to 96 before he turned heel was gimmick. Something had to happen. He gets disqualified. Oh, he, he was bringing that WWE crap. And WCW ate it up. They ate it up in the palm of that because, one, they needed viewers. So they put up with the bullshit. And it's sad how that company went down the toilet, okay? Because I still remember, uh, what was the Great American Bash at the Beach when Jeff Jarrett laid down and Hogan uh, decided to uh, put his foot on Jarrett and, and and Hogan was pissed off. Oh, it's people like you who's messing up the business. No, it was people like you with your creative control that was messing up the business because he was trying to get back the world title again during Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff's era, when there was a lot of young talent in WCW, but you wanted to keep the belt. You wanted to defeat Jeff Jarrett, who's another, another guy who I don't care for. But Hogan again? No, this is this is ridiculous. It just, it's just stuff that drives people crazy. Drives people crazy. So um, we'll be right back after this. And we're back. So this last topic which i'm gonna wrap it up and with a bow tie is the booker t again putting his foot in his mouth so this week he made two topics that i said to myself what is wrong with booker t as of late um and somebody answered on twitter that booker t is is under wwf or wwe to criticize AEW and criticize people that WWE either don't like or they're not using. So the first thing he said this week was about Andrades. Now, Andrades asked for his release. WWE denied it. Supposedly, what we're hearing on the grapevine was that Charlotte Flair, his fiance, even though I've been saying why she hasn't been pitching in, well, here's why. Because she did pitch in a storyline about like a romantic storyline between them two, and WWE knocked the idea down. So basically, not even Charlotte Flair could save Andrade's. So WWE, what it looks like, this may be the second person who may be leaving WWE and leaving their fiance or wife behind. Because we know Miro left WWE while his wife Lana, dumb enough to sign a five year deal, and she is trash. When it comes to wrestling, okay, she cannot wrestle at all, and I don't care what anybody says. Oh, she tries, she don't belong in the ring, okay. She does not belong in the ring. I don't care how much Botox you put in your face, and she looks like a duck with those lips with Botox. It's just horrible. This is what WWE does: it makes women do all these enhancements, and these women are not getting nowhere because WWE keeps pushing the same people. But I was surprised that they did not take Charlotte Flair's idea. So Andrade right now is may have to sit out his whole contract. Now we don't know how much he got left in his contract. What did he sign? Um, you know, um, but he asked for his um, how you call it. He asked for his release. You know, and supposedly um, WWE said no. So I'm looking in here to see if they tell. Well, how many years he signed. But this guy, um, let me see, he was, uh, he signed before enrolling. It doesn't tell me what, what year he signed. But he's not happy. 
you know, um, I'm sure that he's not the only one who's not happy. You know, but it looks right now that he's going to have to sit down for his... Um, not telling me here. I'm sorry, guys. I know you're probably wondering what the hell is he. He right now is not gonna be. You're not. You're probably not gonna see him wrestle. So he's gonna have to sit out for most of his contract. So, with that being said, Booker T decided to make a comment about that, and Booker T said that if Andrade knew English, he will be pushed further than what he is now. And I found that very stupid. Very, very, very stupid. Um, to even say such thing. Because what you're telling is that if the wrestler don't know English, okay, then he is not going to evolve because you don't speak no English. It's funny because what you're saying is, it, he, every time Booker T opens his mouth, he just, he just, anything that comes out of his mouth is stupid. Because first of all, Mil Mascaras did not know English that well. It was very not very well spoken English, and he is a legend. The same thing Nakamura. Nakamura, his his English is not well. He's he's learning English, and Nakamura is a legend. He may not be a legend in WWE fan because WWE don't know what the hell to do with him, but he's a legend. So you were telling me because the guy speaks Spanish. And don't know full English that that's the reason WWE is now pushing him. Now, you know, this McMahon did say that he needed to learn English if he wanted to push, but that doesn't, that's kind of a like a little bit racist, racist because you're making a guy learn a certain language. And so if you don't learn the language, you can't be pushing the promotion. That let him go, get rid of his contract. But of course, WWE playing petty and saying that, oh, you know, if we let him go, AEW may pick him up. AEW may not even pick him up. He might go to Ring of Honor because his, his former tag team partner, Roosh, who used to be part of Lingo Bernabalas de Mexico, he used to be part of that group called La Sombra. So why don't you just let him go? Why are you going to make the guys, you're taking bread, and you're taking food off his plate because you want to be petty. And you know what? And it's funny because, you know, WWE goes around talking about the wrestlers are independent contractors, right? Well, that's going to might change very quickly, especially with the Kelly Klein and the uh, Mercury, Joey Mercury's um, uh, court cases because they want to define what independent contractor is in the contract. So if that if they end up winning that court case, WWE is gonna have a lot of problems because that's what they have in their contract written. Independent contractors. So if they're independent contractors, let them go. You know what I'm saying? So Booker T again, every time he opens his mouth, it's always something stupid. If it's not talking crap about Sasha Bank, if it's not Naomi, he's always talking some bullshit on his Hall of Fame podcast. The guy, you 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 a troll. A freaking WWE troll. That's what you are. You know what I'm saying? You talk crap about everybody. You just, you sound miserable, dude. Like, come on. Like, the guy has talent. Andrade has a lot of talent. And he should be pushed. So what's the excuse for Ricochet? What's the excuse for Alistair Black? Why they not getting pushed? Because they don't know English? You sound stupid. That's what you sound like. Then, he's going to go and say that AEW is pulling a revamp of WCW. Really? How is that? How are they doing that? Or are you just jealous because you wasn't even thought of or even approached of joining AEW? Because, you know, you are in, 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 in Vince McMahon's pubic hairs and whatnot because he said, Booker says, say, it seems like AEW is pulling a revamp of WCW. And this was as because Mark Henry talked about he wants to have he may be having another match within six months Paul White who I think he just one guy talking he talks too much said that it would be nice to have Mark Henry AEW for what what is Mark Henry going to do Mark Henry's past his prime okay so Booker T is trying to say that AEW is bringing all these old guys 
So they're going to take over the promotion and they're going to do some NWO, WCW. No, don't think so. Because, first of all, you got Tully Blanchard there. You got R. Anderson. You got Jake Roberts. These guys are mentors. Yeah, you got Sting. Sting had his wrestling match or whatever. But he could be a mentor. Paul White could be a mentor also. You just mad because probably nobody had, from AEW has approached you because they know you are WWE Shield. You're loyal to WWE. You're loyal. And some do say that, oh, uh, that, that I'm hurt because it's true. No, it's not true. Because when WCW tried to revamp their roster, okay, and they brought in all these ex WWE guys, it was because they, they, they promotion and they uh, wrestling was horrible. Nobody was watching WCW in 1993. They had low ratings. They were losing money. AEW don't need no Mark Henry or Paul White or Stain. They don't need none of those guys. They got money. They got m- Tony Khan. This is the thing people don't understand. Tony Khan is much richer than Vince McMahon. Okay? But Tony Khan is also a fan. I don't agree with a lot of stuff that Tony Khan does because I think sometimes he does stuff and he comes out as a geek, a mark, you know, but... Trust me, there's there's a there's gonna be a lot of changes coming up, and and if you're trying to insinuate that WWE that AEW is bringing in all these old guys that used to be WWE guys, that's not happening. Christian was picked up because Christian called, he called AEW, telling him he would like to wrestle for him. So why not? Now they got four, they got like three shows now. And they could use all their enhancement talent and bring them in and not. But the only thing is, they're going to have to add another show in their network sooner or later. At least an hour. You know? And AEW is getting better and better by the day. Remember, AEW right now is going to make it. In October will be two years they've been around. It seems like they've been around forever, but two years. They haven't been the best. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not defending them at all. Because they still got a lot of work to do. Well, you got guys like Booker T. You sound miserable, dude. You sound like Jim Cornette. You sound like Vince Russo. You know, you sound like all these guys right now. They're outside looking in, wishing they were in AEW, but they are not given because of what they brought to the wrestling business. Vince Russo is one guy who gave a big black eye. He walks around like he was the fucking, you know, he was, in, you know, uh, responsible for the Attitude Era. No, you was one of the. The writers in Attitude Era, McMahon approved it. So, yeah, you might have approved some of the show, but what did the Attitude Era did pretty much for wrestling? All it did was make these type of wrestling fans today. They expect everything. They want. They don't want long storyline. They want quick and easy, quick stuff. They want a match happen one month, okay, move on. No, that's not the way wrestling works. Wrestling should have long-term wrestling matches. Look what happened with this with the Pinnacle and AEW. If you guys don't remember when the pandemic hit and AEW was showing those um, those matches inside uh, the Monster Factory in Georgia where QT Marshall has a school at, okay, who was hanging around with each other? It was Sean Spears and MJF playing cards. And now, a year later, they're part of a faction called The Pinnacle. We'll see where that pinnacle goes, but that's what I'm saying. It's long-term storylines. Yes, I'm one of them that be like, oh, why is this? Because I, I, I've been programmed to do short story, uh, um, uh, short story, uh, short-term storylines, and then next thing you know, I'm like, oh, but but this this didn't happen because it's long. W, uh, AEW is long-term, but I'm I'm getting out of freaking. You know, subject here, but the problem, what I'm trying to say is Booker T needs to shut up. You know, you and, and somebody said it best. He gets paid to criticize AEW because he got nothing better to do. But at the same time, he criticized WWE guy, girls. Oh, you should do this. You should have done that, dude. You when you came up in in in, in wrestling, when you came up to WCW, then your name was Cole. Then they changed it to Booker T. How did that happen? How did that happen? The change from Booker T. To Co, from Co. You know what I'm saying? So, I I I I don't know. I don't know. Just just Booker T. Just get on my nerves. Every time I read something, he opens his mouth. 
Also, Randy or- Rand Bob Orton Jr.'s brother, uh, who used to wrestle in WWE as Barry Orton or Barry O, passed away at age 62 today or uh, yesterday. Um, he Orton, who made his pro wrestling debut in 1976, had two stings with WWF and one uh, first in 1985 to. 1988, and then again from 1990 to 91 after serving time in prison. In the early 90s, he gained media attention after claiming that Terry Garvin, who at that time worked at Talent Relations for WWF or WWE at that time, tried to sexually harass him while on a car ride when he was a teenager. I remember that. I remember that story. when I, he, While working for Stampede Wrestling in 1987, Orton wrestled under a mask going by the Zodiac. During that time, he performed alongside names as Owen Hart, Bruce Hart, Brian Pillman, Hiroshi Hase, Justin Liger as Fuji Yamada. Throughout his career, Orton also wrestled for ICW, WOW, the NWA, and the IWF among his accomplishments. He won the NWA America's Tag Team Championship with Hector Guerrero, as well as ICW Southeastern Tag Team Championship with Bart Orton Jr., which is Randy Orton's father. So he retired from wrestling in 1992, transitioning to movies where he landed a few minor roles. So we would like to send his condolences to the family and friends and fans of Barry Orton. So that is it for me and my show today, guys. And again, if you guys want to follow me, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, I have the YouTube uh, channel, the Chokesland Wrestling Report. Uh, video wrestling podcast that um, I don't know what the hell is going on in UK but uh, I don't know maybe it's because of the lockdown over there but uh, I know my stuff is on Power TV 4 and I'm not getting the freaking traction that I'm supposed to be getting but I digress so um, if you guys want to follow me Anywhere else on my audio podcast, especially here, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report audio podcast, you can follow me on Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, uh, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Popbean, and any other uh, major audio podcast that you guys like to listen to your shows. So you can find me there. Um, also, guys, the podcast has... It's T-shirt, the podcast merchandise at tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. That's tcwr.veryinkpressive.com. Get your shirt. Get your baseball cap. I have two other shirts there. You guys can check it out. Once you go into the website, you'll see the video, the YouTube video that I posted that week. When you scroll down more, you'll see the... Um, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report logo. You could click that. You get you get into the audio podcasts and all the archives from past shows. And if you scroll down a little further down, you'll see all the T-shirts and the merchandise that is in there. So, for anybody who supported the merchandise website, I want to thank you very much for uh, purchasing shirts, hats. Uh, also, uh, the people who have subscribed to my YouTube channel, I want to thank you for going in there and um, subscribing to the channel. Hit that notification bell and hit that thumbs up. It helps the channel get uh, search quickly. Um, what else? Uh, that's about it. But that's it, guys. There's, there's not much going on again, guys, tonight. You have Fastlane. If you don't want to watch no WWE, which I'm not going to watch that crappy ass pay-per-view i will be watching back at attack nwa you can purchase fight tv for 20 bucks uh, i think it's ten dollars i could be wrong it's ten dollars it's cheaper way cheaper than Fastlane, uh, and it's um, it may not be a headache because now what i'm hearing from the peacock thing is that wwe's network was having issues a lot is the the navigation is is hard they got a free tier it's only five dollars but you only get certain stuff you don't get the pay-per-view. If you get the pay-per-view, you got to do it with the premium. Just nonsense. WWE tried to rush things just like they rushed the damn video game a couple of years ago. And it's just a mess. They won't have the whole library until August. That's when they're going to have the whole library and everything inside the network. So if you guys do want to 
uh, registered to this Peacock bullcrap just to get the WWE Network went half of them. Half of people that I've been seeing online and everything saying that they only want that network for the old stuff, not the new stuff, then you go right ahead and waste your money on that. But I will be watching uh, NWO back in attack pay-per-view instead of the fast lane. Until then, guys, you'll be safe. Stay away from each other six feet apart. Wear that mask and stay safe. Until then, I'll see y'all on Thursday for the AEW Dynamite Review.